When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in five... Four, three, two, too far in advance. It's 12.30 in the afternoon at the time yeah. that we're talking right Director now. Director so Matthew sweating bullets right now. Yeah, we're getting these things in the can for you as we make our way to Charlotte. Very excited to be in Charlotte. Could be our last ever ACC kickoff. Oh, Think about it that way. Please. Please. To the heavens. I'm looking at these clouds. Speaking into being. I will pray to them. I'll pray to you right there. <laughs> well, I'll say... I don't, unfortunately, think this is going to be our last ever ACC kickoff. Could be the penultimate, though. Could be. That feels right to me, Tom. Like, it's going to be the penultimate. That does feel right. And I hope you're right. I don't think I can do three more of these. (laughs) I don't... I mean, this is... uh, Just stay home. Tough times, man. Tough times. Well, if we're victorious and we are the reigning ACC champions going into next year... Maybe it's a little bit more pleasurable to come up here as the champs. Champs are here. Champs are here. Champs are in town. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but I just, I'm with you. I, I want to get out. Guy yesterday asked uh, if we really thought Florida State was leaving the conference anytime soon. And uh, Iris said, yeah, yeah, I do. I think they're going to keep pressing to get out as soon as they possibly can. But I don't. What did we come up with, you and I, the last time we had a serious conversation about this? Did we the, say three to five years? Yeah, so once it was decided about Oklahoma, Texas, and what it costs for one right, given it was year, a number, right. I figured a half a billion dollars is feasible to finance with a little bit up front and then payouts against future earnings. Oh, 30 years and that, payout, yeah. And that puts you at 26, at 2026. But they might be able to, fur- to furnish this thing earlier. If there is enough interest from two conferences to get an FSU, <clears throat> that is to say, 
if the Big Ten has legitimate interest in Florida State, and we knew this for a long time, that if they could get the SEC moving a little bit faster than the SEC wants to, then the equation changes about how the bill is footed, you know, how aggressive you could be at breaking contracts and beginning the litigation process. But I think the Big Ten can help expedite Florida State's process. If the Big Ten did not, I still think, you know, 2026 is about that. That's the latest, I would think. Personally, full opinion, not inside knowledge. It's interesting how frequently, and I'll just give you an idea if you're listening, like what we hear. Seemingly once a month, once every six weeks, somebody will email me, somebody will text me, somebody will call me, and and these are legitimate people in the business, television, radio, yeah. uh, media business, and they'll say, you know, I'm hearing dot, 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 that this is about to happen sooner rather than later, or that there's going to be an aggressive move made soon. And I'm not saying those people aren't hearing those things. I'm sure they are. And I think they're probably hearing those things from what they deem to be trusted sources. But until it's a reality, I just kind of look at it the same way I look at high-profile recruits verbally committing to Florida State. It's nice. It's a cool thing to hear. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything until it's validated with a signature. And. I feel the same way about these rumors that I keep hearing, which is that, I mean, I just got one a week, a little over a week ago, I think it was, somebody said, you know, don't be surprised if you hear some rumblings again here real soon. I think the Big Ten is about to make a serious move at trying to get Florida State and Miami and Clemson, and that'll force the SEC's hand, and Florida State will use that offer to leverage their situation They'll go to the SEC and say, look, do you really want to let the devil into your backyard? Do you really want that to happen? And, you know, because Florida State's stance is, and they're never going to say this publicly because they can't, but Florida State's stance is that they want to be in the SEC. And they're going to exhaust every opportunity they can, every avenue by which they can get into the SEC. Now, they'll have to be smart about it. They don't want to get sued. They can't, you know... They, they can't do things officially. Got to get burner phones. Yeah, they got to do all the <laughs> things so that if discovery were to happen in a court setting, you don't get unearthed as. Uh, yeah, you can't be a Hugh Freeze and, and have your <laughs> your business on Front Street on your university issued cell phone. Right. Yeah. It's not a. I still think that's awesome. That my man's texting brothels on his university cell phone. Going to be in Tampa tonight, ladies. It's a a recruit. It was a recruit. (laughs) That was the best. Uh, Also, just to know that, of course, it was Tampa. Yes. It has been the undoing of many a man. That's correct. (laughs) That won't change anytime soon. Tampa's got a little something for everybody. So... Yeah, I, I, you, you're obviously not texting your partners that you want to dance with there in the SEC, but there are ways to get messages sent and answered. And the thought is that Florida State definitely wants to go to the SEC. The SEC doesn't feel necessarily compelled to do anything right now. That's where your vision of the Big Ten forcing their hand is absolutely... They're the uh, grand accelerator. Yeah. yeah. The problem is, though, again, I keep hearing these things, and then I think, well, it's not going to happen this year, and once the season starts, it feels like it'll be put on hold. Yeah, it, it's got to be between now and 
mid-camp, I would think, if you're going to make a move. And the thing to me is, I know it's not the same thing as putting a signature on paper, but an announcement that you're leaving the conference is an announcement that you're leaving the conference. That's good enough. You know, a verbal commitment from the high school ranks is not the same. But if Michael Alford holds a press conference or Florida State releases a document that says we're leaving the ACC, that's it. We're done. Now it's just a matter of litigation at that point, but we're leaving. And that would be freaking awesome. It would be. Yes. I mean, can you imagine that day? And I do think, and I know Florida State fans everywhere have envisioned this day. Uh, oh, it's a party. It, it is a party. Well, it's a sigh of relief party because that guarantees you that you got a spot at the on the floor. You got a spot in the dance. Yeah, you got a spot. Right. Uh, in the tournament. Even if a bubble is bursting right. when it comes to revenues, you're going to get the most of anybody. Of whatever it is. Of whatever it is. Yeah, and, and, and I'd like to get these windfalls while they're out there to be had. I, yes, but, I agree. But agreed that, you know, at, at some point it doesn't really matter. Whatever percentage that's going to be higher of the overall number that the SEC and the Big Ten will always have over these other conferences, then so be it. Um, I do wonder how... The ESPN firings continued laying off of high-profile talent. How much that has tempered their appetite it, until they get their own house in order? It could. The one thing I'd say to that is they've already committed this far. Uh, it's not that much more money. And if you were asking the same question as it pertains to would they still sign an NFL deal for market rate, of course they would. They can't afford not to. Sure. College football is now the second most watched sport in the country. So it's not niche. If it was niche and it was the NHL, you know, I'd, and I'd say, well, I don't know about happen. the revenue yeah, from yeah, the yeah. league right now. Not gonna happen, yeah. But for college football, you've got to have it. These ratings are too big. And the, and the playoff expansion is only going to increase interest in college football, I think. There's no question that it will. And, I, I, you know, what we'd like to see is, like, you want to get through the door, get your seat, exhale, and then have everything shut down. Meaning, yep. no yep. more changes, everybody. We right. Got, right. <laughs> selfishly, we got in, but and that's it. Exactly. There's just there's so much more money. And, and December, as we know, we learned it last year. I have a broken record about this. But December is now a month in the college football calendar. You know, yeah, it was, so. it yeah, was yeah. our break. Yeah. It is not it's anymore. Not and that's not me crying. It's just saying... That is a new revenue opportunity if you're looking at it from a network perspective. Playoff games are going to be played on campuses next year. Then you're going to have a semifinal with a bowl system and a final. It's a lot. It might be too much in some people's eyes. But when you're talking about where do I find the extra dollars to make something happen, like expanding my conference, where is the TV revenue going to come from? This is where it comes from. An expanded playoff and further expansion, getting two power conferences with more conference games within their schedule, less FCS competition. This is how it happens. Over the years, walking into Doe Campbell Stadium, anytime Florida State was playing, and I'll use Oklahoma as a great example, yep. but Oklahoma, I was in, the, in that stadium to watch Southern Cal come in. Obviously, we've seen... Notre Dame come in. We've watched Colorado come in, and all these different. Back in the day, Colorado was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, but we've watched these big time programs that have come here. Every time Florida comes here, every time Miami comes Notre here, those Dame. are rivalries. You know, you know, those are all teams that, uh, you know, that you, when they come through the door, there's an elevated sense of urgency and feeling of uh, the magnitude of the moment. And so, can you imagine that same walk now? As you get set to enter the stadium for a playoff game I, yep. against Texas, yep, 
a playoff game against Michigan, a playoff game against Ohio State, a playoff at Doe Campbell Stadium or in their house as you make the roadie to Ann Arbor or the roadie to Austin, depending on the seating. And, you, you know, just the feeling of that. It's very professional football-like, but I, I have to admit that that buzz is going to be exceptional. It is the best of both worlds, I think. And I hope at some point it just completely replaces the system that they have now. Sure, maybe if you want to put the semifinals or just the championship game itself on a neutral site, then great. I know you can't get rid of the bowl systems. It's probably impossible. But here's what I'm going to say. Next year and every year after that, I'm rooting for Florida State to not be one of the top four teams in the country because I want the home playoff game. I want the home <laughs> playoff game. I don't want a top four seed. I don't want the bye. The hell with the bye. I want to see Dope for a playoff game. That would be Tallahassee would be unlike it's ever been. Yeah, no, I agree. I'll Cold take, weather, the whole thing. I'll take the bye, however. I'd like to win the championship. Hell and no. I'll take the extra day off for the championship. Cold weather football at Doak. Again, flags fly forever. I want the championship. So I'll take a day off while everybody else works hard. Let's do the home playoff game, and then we can talk. Okay, I want to see it. I got to see it. Well, next year's a good chance, actually. Yeah, I You might be able to sneak your way into that. We certainly picked a good time to get the program turned around. Yeah. I mean, no matter what, let's say your expectations are conservative for this year, and you think they're that we're overstating the steps that Florida State took last year towards being elite. And that's a fair conversation, by the way. I, I, I get that there is pushback. Sometimes you can tell the origin of that pushback comes from a deep-seated hatred. Other times, it's a realistic conversation. It's, well, you know, I mean, you barely beat some pretty damn bad teams, and you lost anybody who was any good. Yeah. Fair? I mean, yeah. Fair? I yeah. mean, there's no denying that. Um, so if you're going to have that honest conversation, I don't mind having it. But the point is, no matter what the conversation is, whether it's you think they can win a championship or you think they're a year away, you're still just a year away. I mean, you're going to be well, in yeah, the, the playoff. Gonna, yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. The field expands at 12. So yeah. you should be in that conversation next year. I don't know that they'll be good enough with all they lose. All they lose. I don't know what the portal is going to have for us and what we can land in the portal. You're going to have to dip into the portal, I think, to fortify your chance to be in the playoff next year. But now that it's 12, you should be at Florida freaking State in that conversation every year. Every year you should oh. be in the conversation for a playoff spot. Oh, there's no question. If they're not, then you don't have the right coach. Yeah. I mean, it's yep. as simple as that. If, if they're not a playoff contender annually, there'll be exceptions. There'll be occasional years where you're extremely young or right. injury-riddled or whatever. But, but for the most part... When you go to Charlotte or the new SEC location, yeah, wherever that's going to be. That's gonna be yeah, or the should, Big Ten it, location. It should be driving there expecting that this is going to be a playoff run. Yes. Yeah, and, and, and actually, uh, you kind of sense that uh, you project 20 years from now that fans will be like, well, it's the same 12 teams, generally speaking, in the playoffs. Don't every care year. for one of them. Well, I, you know, <laughs> I, I picture that criticism to be the case, and then I, I'm like, yeah. It's true. We make the playoff every year. Yep. It's true. You guys just got to do better. There are opportunities out there for you to do better. You can pay players now. Let's go. Um, but, you know, I actually don't think it'll be – you know, I, I, I picture that criticism. Yes, you'll have the standard, which will be Alabama and Florida State, hopefully, and Ohio State and schools like that repeatedly. Georgia, obviously, a lot of the SEC teams, period. I think LSU will be on that list too. Um, but I get, I get excited about it. You're right. Can you imagine a – 
tease while we're talking about it. Home playoff game against LSU. Ooh, man. Let them roll on in. Boy, you think the hotel minimums are bad now. Wait till we have a playoff game. Yeah, but that's going to be so fun. And I, I know we're getting out in front of ourselves here because we got this season. But well, how man. about a road playoff game at LSU? Yeah. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Or, oh, oh okay. way. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm fine with it. I, I, a playoff game against LSU, <laughs> you know? A playoff game against Georgia. A playoff game. What happens when you when, when Florida State and Florida both make the playoff? Oof, and a shot of re- yeah, and then there's a chance at a rematch for somebody, oh you know? Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, I, it's a distinct possibility. It's fun. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. As we produce and perform the Jeff Cameron Show on the road this time around, I must tell you that uh, as we get towards the end of the hour, I find myself surveying the signs a little closer, desperately searching for a Saxby's, Tom. Need to hit up a Zaxby's on our way to Charlotte in order to eat right. Grab one of those behemoth chicken sandwiches, delicious as they are, juicy as they are, thick cut pickles, split top bun, Zach sauce. We're doing it. And the crinkle fries, underrated. Underrated is right. People bring up waffle fries a lot, but they don't bring up crinkle fries. Crinkle fries are solid. So we're going to get Zaxby's. That's what we do. You can too. 74 locations in Tallahassee for your Zaxby's. Stop by any one of those 74. You'll thank us for it later. And I will tell you this, Danny, we love being partners with him at Zaxby's. 18 plus years now as a Golden Chief booster. and Which is pretty cool. I didn't realize this. I was just doing the math in my head over uh, the weekend. That's when I started at Florida State. There you go. He's been doing 18 it 18 years ago, since I was a freshman. This, this was destiny. <laughs> Zaxby's, go get you some. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the cameron show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network check out warchant.com today for the latest news inside florida state athletics that's warchant.com now back to jeff on real talk 93.3 forward to buying a beer for uh Assistant SID there from Virginia Tech. Oh, yeah. We got to find our guy. That's tomorrow. Oh, it's tomorrow? Or is he Wednesday? Uh, he might be Wednesday. He's Wednesday. I don't remember, but beaming smile, slick back hair, <laughs> ready to do his job. I want to see if I can buy him a beer, pick his brain. It is one of the wonders, you know, we, we What do would a, you ask him? About his life? I would ask him about Virginia Tech. I, I would ask him specifically about the where they are. Uh, they continue to start over and have problems we really thought Fuentes would be the right hire of course Justin had done such a good job at Memphis and that enabled Mike Norvell to step in and really kind of take it to another level but 
I don't know what happened there, and I I, we never, I would ask him about that because I don't. Nobody can seem to give me a straight answer how Virginia Tech went from being. I invested in cattle. <laughs> Great movie, by the way. Um, what happened? I never really could get a straight answer. Could get a straight answer. Yeah, could get a straight answer. Somebody said a flood. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't. It's interesting. How did they go from being a notch below Florida State? Yeah. Uh, a team that played the, well, the flag waiver for the conference when they first move over in a way Miami never was. Yeah, and the way as we started to falter. I mean, we played them in 05 in the ACC championship game, the yeah. first ever ACC championship game, and it was an upset that we won, quote unquote. You know, I mean, yeah. that was the crazy thing. And I loved that game. I was at that game over there, and I just, um, I, I thought Virginia Tech had kind of come out the other side and gotten to a place where even if they were down, they were a seven and five, eight and four down. But now they're useless. That nobody talks about Virginia Tech, even in passing. Yeah. Like they're not. People talk about Miami for a team that's never won the conference. Once again, for a team that's never won the conference, uh, they are talked about on the regular. Virginia Tech is an afterthought in everybody's book. It wasn't that long ago where that certainly wasn't the case, that they were the team you didn't want to play, that they were buttoned up, that their program had uh, some tradition to it. You know, everybody talked about the lunch pail and everything else. and It's all gone. It's all gone. They've gone the way of Nebraska. Yeah, in the last 15 years, 15 might be a tad strong, but I'm going to stick with it. 15 years, if you go to Charlotte for the ACC kickoff, Duke is talked about about as much in yeah. the last 15 years Correct. as Virginia Tech. Yes. And Duke is trending upwards. And probably present. had as much success. I mean, Correct. It's, it's nuts. I don't... Unfathomable. And that's why I would talk to that guy over a nice cold beer. Hey, man, what are fans like? Because we know how passionate those fans are. That entry is well documented in terms of the fan entrance, I mean, the team entrance and the fan reaction. We know that at the start of every broadcast, they talk about how difficult it is to play there and all these things. Yep. But, man... Those are old stereotypes of Blacksburg and what Virginia Tech was. I don't think anybody's worried about going to Blacksburg now. I don't care how loud you crank Metallica. People are like, okay, cool. Yeah, I I recall when we were doing the cross-conference stuff and I was in undergrad. And uh, one of the best games I ever went to, sadly, was Florida State beating Virginia Tech in Tallahassee. Uh, I remember it was a fourth down short side sweep that Jimbo called again. And it worked, though, for a touchdown. It was Anton Smith. That was, I want to say, 2008. And that was a marquee matchup because that fan base traveled. It's like the things that we're looking forward to when we move conferences eventually. Correct. The fan base traveled. They were all awesome, super nice people. Uh, And Virginia Tech was a brand, big time. We had just played them in the ACC championship game. We would go on to play them and lose in 2010. They were a thing. I kind of feel like if we were going to compare them to other teams and other conferences and, and, and the level that they were at and what they could be or what they should at least be now, a good one, a good comp would be Ole Miss. Yeah. So like Ole Miss, nobody mistakes Ole Miss for LSU, Auburn, Georgia, Alabama, none of the elite teams in the conference. But Ole Miss is not a win that you just write down. You don't right. just be like, oh, we're going to beat Ole Miss. They've proven that they can score yeah. a big upset here and there. Well, yeah. and, and and the atmosphere is said to be one of the very best in all of college football. I want to go to the Grove for a game. I'll, uh, our partner, Aslan Hajabendi, who works with us at Warchant and on Wake Up Warchant, I asked him because he worked a long time in the SEC. Yeah. I said, hey, man, have you ever been to the Grove? We were talking on the way back from Ireland. And he goes, oh, yeah, and it's awesome. And I said, everybody says that. And he goes, 
if Florida State could pick another SEC team to play every year, he said, I'd pick Ole Miss because the fan base is great. The atmosphere on game day, tremendous. And they're passionate and loyal, and they have a lot of fun, and they go to those, you know, listen, I know the history. But the point would be, I thought Virginia Tech had at least reached that level. Like, that, yeah, that would always yeah. be a thing. Man, it's sleepy. Nobody cares anymore. No, and uh, we could have told Virginia Tech it was coming that second year that we had Fuente on for ACC yeah, kickoff interview. Unbelievable. Checked all the boxes of something is deeply, I gravely could, wrong here. He oddly was appreciative of the question that I asked that required him to give either a fluff deflective answer or what he did which was bare his soul and tell you meaning me that they're done that his time is over before it started I couldn't believe it you couldn't either I remember he walked away and you and I looked at each other like what is going on? No, it, it, everything was backwards. It made no sense. He was talking about how the kids he inherited were doing things the right way and the kids he recruited were not. Oh. Which is, should be the exact opposite. He was when telling you re- on himself. Right. When you replace somebody, it should be, I got to get my own guys in, not, oh my God, I'm so sad to see Beamer's kids go <laughs> because Man. the kids I brought in all suck. Like, wow. Yeah, it was, it was troubling. Uh, and it's also been bad for the ACC. Let's just be honest. You need a good Virginia Tech. You need a yeah. good Miami. You need a good Florida State. You need a good Clemson. Why the Coastal's gone. It's been garbage since its inception. North Carolina is an interesting team this year in that they've got a quarterback that could be the number one pick in the draft. And we know, we've seen it firsthand, that if you've got an elite quarterback at this level, as in first pick, second pick of the draft yeah. level, you can win games you've got no business winning. He'll throw you to victory, and Drake May is capable. Now, listen, that's not a loaded North Carolina team. We know that our guy's good for losing a game they ought not every year. Tom has pointed that out routinely. Heck, prior to that, I made fun of Mac Brown for years while he was at Texas. Financial benefits there, baby. I would always talk about uh, the <laughs> two conference titles that he won in 17 years he was there. Two. Anyhow, two. Uh, yes, we've all brought that up before, but... They, they do have an elite quarterback, so I don't know. Maybe they make noise. I'm trying to think of teams. They've got a November game with Clemson. That could be for a high-stakes seat in Charlotte. It could very well. If we beat Clemson, that game could be for well, who are we playing. Yeah, and, and honestly, uh, that's interesting because I would rather Louisville skirt by their simple schedule <laughs> and, yeah, and yeah, go yeah. And, and get there. There are no oh, more now, now we're getting greedy. Yep, yeah, yep. Hell yeah, let them go ahead and play nobody all year long and have enough wins compiled that the ranking is high. Yeah. And then hopefully Mac drops a game he has no business dropping. Yeah, but but they imagine. beat Clemson. But they beat Clemson. But they beat Clemson, and then we beat Clemson. So Clemson has two losses. Yes. Louisville has one conference there loss, is. and That's, there's the path. I've got the path down, baby, to us playing a Louisville team that is untested. We stomp that ass, win the ACC, roll on to the playoff, and never have to see Drake May. Buddy, look, I told you two different things. They're the exact opposite. I'm not a big believer in fate and, you know. Nonsense, right. However, I feel we are destined to make the playoff this year. (laughs) No, you don't. You just think we're good enough to make the playoff But I think there's destiny involved, too. (laughs) Because, because 
Florida State was a member of, participated in the first BCS championship game ever. Yeah. Should have won it, but Chris Winkie wasn't healthy. No, and I drove there. Played in the final BCS championship game in its history. Was at that in the Sugar Bowl. We, we did win that one. Yes. No, 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 the final one. The final of the BCS era. Auburn, you and I. Oh, you and I, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Played the final you are So correct. we started yeah. the era, we ended the era. Yeah. We were in the first playoff. As it's known with the four teams, we were out in Pasadena. Oh, my God. What's in the rotation again this year? The Rose Bowl is a semifinal game. Buddy. This is the final year of the four-team playoff. Please, Lord. Florida State has begun and ended the last couple of iterations of the postseason for college football. Here it is. The symmetry is there. I'm telling you, I'm going to spend so much money over the next 16 months. It's it's insane. But if you tell me. (laughs) If we have to go to L.A. Yeah. yeah, We go to Los Angeles and turn around and go to Ireland. Because I'm not going to be chintzy going out to L.A. I'm going. No, and that's the semifinal. That's actually an interesting question for the staff. But we got to get that sponsor. You take the bird in the hand. That's the argument. We make in a meeting. Yeah, you don't know they're going to win. Correct. you got to go. you got to cover the hell out of that thing. Oh, we're going. I'm putting it on record. We're going. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Did I miss our turn? No, we're good. 700 feet, stay east. You're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just steady staying east. Uh, yeah, that's the trippy thing with the GPS is like, yeah, I get it. I want to stay on that thing. Yeah, I know. And it's, um, I am still staying on this thing. Why did you have me redo this? Yeah. Not you, but the thing. Um, 18 more miles. Yeah, and then we... Then we're almost out of Florida. Yep. God, get me out of here. Get me out of Florida. Hey, this construction's coming along finally. Yeah, getting out to... Uh, getting out to California for the playoff again. Oh, buddy. Let's again, go. I'm not... Yeah. Uh, not a believer in fate, but I think we're destined to do it. I think that's the, that's the deal here. <laughs> I've got some things we didn't get to do last time we were in Los Angeles. But one thing we would have to do. we got to go find your speakeasy. I didn't get to go to your speakeasy. freaking awesome. And I follow him on Instagram, so I would remember him. So we'll go back to that speakeasy. we got to go back to where we had dinner with Christy for her birthday. That was a good place. What in, was in, in Westwood. Westwood. Yeah, in Westwood. We could find it. Yeah, yeah. we got to go. Uh, i got to take you to the speakeasy, which was incredible. That's where I bumped into Cuba Gooding Jr. That's where you went. Uh <laughs> Ubomani Jones detests. He said, uh, "Either uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. or Terrence Howard. He, he roots for. He roots against them in every movie. Yeah, doesn't matter if it's a plot that is awful. I don't know where that originates I from. Don't know why. either. But yeah, he. I'll um, just take his word for it. Yeah, no, he's a funny guy. <laughs> Apparently, I was mentioned on his podcast recently. A bunch of people. Oh yeah. Texted oh, me. He go. still brings me up, which is nice. Thanks, thanks, Bomani. Um yeah, Pabani always would, if Tampa comes up, he's always like, my man Jeff Cameron from Shady Tampa, he brings it up all the time. And then people get on Twitter and go, hey, your boy's talking about you again. Um, I had the best time with Pabani Jones down in Tampa. We we laughed into the wee hours of the night. Just good guy. Anyhow, <laughs> anyhow um, back to this, which is to say that... Uh, the hell were we talking about? We were talking about oh, oh destiny, destiny in LA. California. Yeah, getting out to LA. I yeah, the college football playoff that would be incredible to be able to do that. To think that maybe we're on the precipice of that again, it's almost unbelievable. You gotta say it. We talk about it. We all we know the fan base believes we're good enough. I keep saying this offense is fairly unstoppable, and I kind you know the more I think about it, the more I believe that to be true. I think this offensive line makes it so. Like, yeah, you, it's a better offensive line year over year. It's just, and Alex does such a good job of putting them in a position to succeed. And I and I continue to talk about that's what coaching is. You put kids in the best yep. position to succeed. You recognize your talent, what they do well, what they do poorly. You disguise their weaknesses. Obviously, you highlight their strengths, and you put them in a position to execute and succeed. 
those two guys, Norvell and Atkins, do that better than most. It's just such a comprehensive game plan. The thing that Alex Atkins has said, you know, sometimes he does coaching clinics, and sometimes you could find things over the years where he's speaking openly to the community. He will give you these answers that if you're a Noel fan or somebody who's interested in covering the program, you're just put at ease, which is there is never a play or a concept that is run for the sake of running a play. There has to be a theme, and there has to be something that you can do off of that play, multiple things that you can do off of that play. There's never, nothing is a one-off. The game plan has answers for answers. You're playing chess throughout, top to bottom. Even if you're going to make an adjustment in a game, the adjustment is going to come with four or five moves that you can make off of that adjustment. It's just, when you hear somebody say that so succinctly, better than I did just now, it puts your mind at ease when you're thinking about game planning week to week. And you're thinking about, okay, if they get hit with a look that they've never seen before, how do they have an answer for it? They already do have an answer for it. It's already baked into the way they coach day in and day out. I saw Atkins talking about offensive line play once uh, this offseason, doing some research on them. And their rules... He says, I actually like playing against a 3-3-5 stack more than I like playing against a four-down lineman. People think it's it causes chaos with our assignments. Our assignments and our rules are our assignments and our rules. They actually make it easier for us when you have less players down on the line of scrimmage. You would think it would be the opposite, but that's not the case. Also, remember that on Saturdays, if we ever have to play a team with a 3-3-5 stack, look at our production. Syracuse. Yes. We dominated. Right. They do us favors, I think is what he said in, in some instances. But uh, Georgia Tech had some multiple fronts as well. Again, these are not, you know, world beaters in terms of opponents. But the way Florida State schemes, it does not matter if you've got a five-down lineman front or a three-down lineman with a 3-3-5 or a 4-2-5, which is in vogue these days. They just, they are so prepared. And that's the thing you come back to is they are prepared and the players know how to play off of what they're doing primarily. And Jordan Travis is very good at that as well when it comes to checking into runs or checking in other plays. Yeah, he can do math. And, right, and, and it took him a minute, but he figured it out. But we had that problem with Jimbo. Like, you know, the the offense was complicated, and guys would understand the, the complexities of the offense, and Christian and, and EJ and Jameis was otherworldly. But there were times when we'd say, can you count the line of scrimmage? Look how many guys are around yeah, the ball. Yeah, yeah. Go to the out, just count. Yeah. This offense, that's like the first function that you learn. It's not how to throw smash or get to your fifth read. It's you know how to count. Well, and Jimbo's offense has become incredibly antiquated, and it is incredibly slow. It is all of the things now that have him criticized. We couldn't have envisioned that back in 2012, 2013, but that's exactly what's happened. Meanwhile, Norvell's offense is, you know, obviously the thing that kind of sets him apart right now is that he and Alex, week in and week out, find ways, even at times when they have lesser talent, to move the football. I mean, they had... By rights, they had no business being in the Notre Dame game. Now, they turned around and lost to Jacksonville State, so we forget this. Right. But they, they're in overtime against Notre Dame, a Brian Kelly-led Notre Dame team. So a well-coached team, and that was smoke and mirrors. That was insane. Oh, totally. but, but they did that. They did that. So Yeah. I think- and, well, and then the one last thing I'd, I'd add to that, though, is I don't know that they would have looked like smart coaches who had us ready to go in the Florida game had it not been for Jordan Travis just making plays. You know, that's the other thing is the guys were dro- – they're wide open. You got drops galore in the first half. That's not the coach's that's problem. That's not – I mean, they scheme guys so open. you wouldn't kill him for that. But what I'm saying is 
we would be talking about a loss were it not for the singular ability of Jordan Travis in that game yeah. to overcome deficiencies from the receivers well, the and deficiencies of the offensive yeah. line. Yeah. Well, and, and, and so this is the invitation. You know, uh, Springsteen said when he released Greetings from Asbury Park, it was an invitation, and he's described that before, what that was, to a larger life, to a way out, to any number of things, right? I feel like Mike Norvell's staff have been invited this year to big boy football. Can you now take that step and define yourself as one of the halves, as one of the dominant teams, of one of the teams that uh, you can assume some things about going into a game? And that is that are you going to struggle with the with the NC States and wakes of the world, or are we going to be back to being one of the upper crust teams that has no problem with the I guess plus teams in the ACC, but not on your level, not right. not the you know bigger, stronger, faster should mean something every week, and you should dominate teams that don't have enough of that, and. That's what he has to prove this year, is that we are that. Because they did not prove that a year ago. Sure, they beat LSU, and that was awesome. But they didn't prove it against Florida. They didn't prove it against Oklahoma. They didn't prove it against Wake. They didn't prove it against Louisville. They didn't prove it against NC State. There's a lot of not proven. Correct. So this is, and, and I know somebody might say, well, but wait, Jeff, we won the majority of the games you just referenced. Well, we didn't, we didn't win the three in the middle of the season. And you barely beat a bad Florida team, and you barely beat a bad Oklahoma team. So, no, I wouldn't call that proven. Yeah, that's an interesting thought, too, because let's say that they arrive to that place where they can answer those questions, and they do show it and prove it. Then, for his legacy at Florida State, Jordan Travis would be known as a bridge to a time when Florida State, he got us there. Yeah. Not only did he get us there, he excelled while doing so, but... He is the great eraser of the issues that you have. Last season, two years ago, it was they schemed home runs, literally runs, by Jason Corbin and Trayshawn Ward and others when they had no business doing so. That's brilliance. That's everybody knows that you can't throw the football and you still find a way to have a sixty-plus yard run every week. Like, yeah. how the hell do you do that? Kept happening. Yeah. That's brilliance. This past season, it's you've got more receivers, but Jordan Travis overcomes a lot of the deficiencies you have. Here's hoping that when Jordan's time is done and in these next couple of seasons. You don't ever have to have that conversation about the quarterback. He doesn't have to erase your deficiencies because you don't have them anymore. Yeah, and, and listen, uh, all that is to say that, look, the best teams in America have off weekends. The best teams in America play. We watch every Saturday for that reason. Yeah, you know, yeah. Ohio State gets upset. You they know, uh, Alabama loses games. I mean, it does happen. You know, you don't, they don't go undefeated every year. Uh, now, lately... George has been a bit of a problem, but but they had the Mizzou game last year. Yeah, that was I mean, it. That was in doubt, legitimately yeah. in doubt. Well, and what, I bring that up because even though I sing the praises and the consistency that we see from this offense, there's gonna be a game. There's gonna be a game this year where they don't play well, and there's just there's something off. Maybe it's inclement weather. The timing is off. I mean, there's a lot of synergy that has to happen for an offense. A couple to, of tip balls. Yeah, just weird Kick things. return, fumble. Yeah, you put one on the ground. Next yeah. thing you know, you have a one less possession. 16-play drive for the opposition takes nine minutes. You're on the field forever. Yep. You're yep. off the field forever. Yep. There's going to be a day. There's going to be a – and I don't know what that game's going to be. You seldom do. I doubt anybody in America thought Georgia would go on the road and struggle with Missouri. Yeah. But they did, and there we sat that night, that Saturday night, going, is this going to happen? Yep. Is Missouri going to win this game? And really, it took a kid at running back for Georgia who just decided, not on my watch. I am going to run over these kids Correct. because yeah. I can, and we are going to win this game. This wasn't the idea. This wasn't what we wanted to be today, but it's what we're going to have to be. 
Right. Who's and that it, guy for us this next year when they're sinking, when they're in the muck, when they're struggling and they can't get out of their own way? Who's the guy on this roster that says, no, 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 no. We're not going down like this. We're going to win this game because I'm going to refuse to be tackled. That was Jordan Travis against Florida. That's correct. It was Jordan Travis against Florida. I think in order for it to be uh, a team that gets to the playoff, it needs to be Trey Benson. I think Benson's got to be the, the hoss that he can be. He's 220 pounds and, can, and he can hurt people. Like, go be and, that guy and the game message, in the game out. Yeah, and the message was received from Coach Johnson, Coach David Johnson, to say, you left, uh, you know, a half a seat, a half a thousand yards on the field last year by just doing basic things incorrectly. And sometimes a guy says that, you know, in his off-season media availability, and, and you get the sense that he resents the coaching, he resents the critique. Trey's all in on that. He's like, he's correct. And so, if you want to fix that, and you have the gifts to fix that, my man could run for 15, 1,600 yards Easily. this year with not a ton of carries. Well, correct. And I'm, I'm thinking that he's got a very good opportunity to do it. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues on the road to Charlotte in just a moment. Hey, guys. Our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because, I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick, and easy to remember, so I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out. And I will tell you this, too. It is um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to uh, – all you got to do is go to uh, – drinkag1.com slash jcs that's drinkag1.com slash jcs check it out it's delicious it's quick it's easy it's proven vitamins probiotics whole food source nutrients start your day with it you'll feel better i promise the cameron show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network check out warchant.com today for the latest news inside florida state athletics that's warchant.com now back to jeff on real talk 93.3 so as we wrap it up i can celebrate the fact that uh, by the time you hear this we are well out of the state of florida moving ever closer to charlotte north carolina which has come a long way in my time of coming up here charlotte's a nice little city these days nice big city actually these days so uh i'm looking forward to seeing charlotte again it's been a couple years uh we'll uh plenty of coverage for you again talk to mike norvell talk to jordan travis i'm sure i'll wrangle an interview with jared first perhaps or uh kaylin deloach one of the two maybe both we're gonna do our best and then it's back to the standard operating procedure finally when we get back to town late thursday night now i don't know what we're gonna do about thursday maybe record another podcast on our way back yeah well i think what we can do is probably radio row on wednesday because we'll have norvell and travis i think that's too quick a turnaround to run on wednesday plus if we're talking behind the curtain why not let's clue all the people in there's going to be so much jordan travis mike norvell stuff the one-on-one i think would stand out better on thursday yeah so we'll the next day we'll we'll do that but the point is we're going to have the stuff that you want to hear from charlotte which is the players and the coaches and the outlooks of the acc and you know, that gets us straight to the start of football practice and a normal work week and be back with you Monday through Friday in the afternoons. As luncheon next week at some point. Yeah, that's right. The luncheon happens and Mike will give the updates on weights and health and all those things and what to expect. I know that most people will be 
curious. I think the question will come up. I may even be one who asks it uh, about the waiver for Daryl Jackson. Um, yeah, it's yeah. still you know pending. Uh, you, you know, I'll, I'll say this, guys. There's a an unconfirmed rumor that that waiver was denied initially. Tom was right to point out, and this takes me back to a conversation we had with Ingram, CEO of the Battles Inn, in which he said that, you know, the problem with the NCAA and when you when you appeal to the NCAA is that it's a long process. Some of these things are formality, formalities. Yep. And yeah, that in- Iris talked about this. Yeah, too. that yep. even includes if they say no to something. It doesn't mean that they're going to continue to say no. It just means that maybe they do the first time around as a way of moving into the back burner because they have other things that they're going to look at or things they still need to look at as they figure it out. So that no isn't a no, he can't. It's a no, not right now. We need more of this, this, right, and this. Right, If, in fact, that rumor is true, it's, uh, I believe Ira used the term discovery. It's not a case, but it's almost as though you have to provide as much data as you possibly can, electronic or otherwise, Florida State has to provide a certain amount of information. The university he's leaving, so Miami, has to present a certain amount of information. And they're in no hurry, Miami. I would imagine they drag their feet in this process. I don't know that, but it just stands to reason they would have dragged their feet. Well, and I'm going to make an observation here, and I I, I think anybody who's astute and paying attention here, uh, this isn't clever by any stretch. It's just something that makes common sense. I said it at the time, even. I alluded to it at the time. He wasn't doing himself any favors, and he wasn't making a compelling case for himself when the Josh Farmer stuff was going on. Yep. And he routinely posted on his social media that, you know, he would leave with him or whatever it was going to be. Well, man, that strikes at the authenticity of your request to come back to North Florida so that you could be close to your ailing mother. If you are at Maryland, and then you're at Miami, and then you're at Florida State, and within months of being at Florida State, you're showing and saying that you're willing to move on yet again, I'm not so sure that that helps the case that you're making that you moved back to Tallahassee to be close to your mom. It just doesn't stand to reason. So, that's my opinion. Nobody has told me that. But at the time that he did it, I thought, well, this is a mistake. And I hope it doesn't I hope it doesn't adversely affect your efforts to get a waiver. And um, we're going to have to wait and see on that one, guys. I, I, it'll get asked. I guarantee you it gets asked. I may be the one who asked it to Mike. Um, but, you know, we're, we're getting close now. And I think that a lot of people feared this, Tom. You know, think about how often we've been asked about this. Correct. Yep. Um, and it does change your outlook a little bit. It doesn't change that Florida State's going to be good. But when you think about the, the the quality depth that we're counting on in the interior of the defensive line, he's a massive part of that equation. Yeah, and again, you've got a couple of questions. Another one is Braden Fisk and the, his ability to hang up, uh, hang against upper-level Power 5 competition week after week. We know that he can flash in a certain game. We know he can play well against the Michigan at Western Michigan. But, you know, I don't know that the Wolverines' offensive line is the most motivated they're going to be all season long. So you might have a chance to cheat and, and rise up the ranks a little bit. Now, that could be false. He could just be a really good football player. And within, you know, a quarter of the LSU game, you say, well, I'm really glad we found a way to get that guy away from Notre Dame because he was heavy leaning to Notre Dame before Florida State swooped in and grabbed him. But it's still a question. 
and the matter is not settled. And if you have that on top of Daryl Jackson, now you've got Fabian Lovett, who wasn't healthy for m- most of the season the last year. Of the season, yeah. Now you, it is critical that he does stay healthy, that Josh Farmer does take another step, and that a guy like Io Tafasi or Daniel Lyons or both of them can actually get in there and give you 12 to 15 good reps a game, which I think they can, but I would like for them not to have to this year. And that's where we go. You don't want question marks uh, in areas where you know your overriding concern is whether or not the defense can be championship level. So if we start having these questions, do you have enough depth at defensive end? If you lose a talented, potential dominant starter on the defensive line, now what are you? Yep. You know, you're not deep at linebacker. You could see where you could convince yourself that this would be the downfall of an otherwise really good football team. So you get nervous about those things. Again, not saying it's not going to happen. And I did basically allude to a rumor, and I gave you my personal opinion on that. So I just want – I'm owning that. But I, I just want people to understand that that's – I'm watching this just as you guys are thinking, hmm, this will be interesting, an interesting test case. And so hopefully for Florida State that gets done. All right, the next time we talk to you will be from Charlotte. We will be at the ACC kickoff. I look forward to it. Thanks for your patience listening to the audio quality here in the car. I know it can be tough, but uh, we look forward to it. Be well. Talk to you tomorrow. Peace.